Houston, Texas, um, fresh off the stage of the Forever Yours stage play. Um, Kodak, before we get into the episode, do you have anything you want to say? First off, I want to say um, thank the Most High for having us here once again. No doubt. You know, um, thank the universe for letting this come around once again. No doubt. You know, um, and I want to say, man, thank everybody that came out yesterday. No doubt. The whole cast, everything that went down. No it doubt. was crazy, No doubt, man. no doubt, no doubt. Crazy. Um, I also want to say uh, rest in peace to Nipsey Hussle. Um, your... Um, affluence your career your independency your artistry and your legend uh lives forever so uh let's get into the show jeremiah 29 and 11 says for i know the plans i have for you declares the lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you hope and a future dear john the iconic legend quincy jones said to know where you came from makes it easier for you to get where you're going. Sean Diddy Combs said, Everyone has challenges and lessons to learn. We wouldn't be who we are without them. If 2018 and the last six years taught you something, it's that anything is attainable with the right focus and determination. Continue to build. Continue to promote your vision. Continue to inspire creativity and make more creatives. In closing, Nas said, no ideas original. There's nothing new under the sun. It's never what you do, but how it's done. The first chapter of your vision's movements is done. However, you're still a visionary. Peace and blessings. John Rawls. Yo, it feel like 95, Sachi on my body, Biggie, Jigga, Puffy, all that ballin' is a hobby, and I'm wildin' Houston, Texas, uh, we're back. Welcome back to episode 9 of the What's of the What's Next podcast, a production of Still Visionary, Inc. My name is John Ross Dyke, and um, before we get into the convo, Kodak, uh, I want to go ahead and introduce our social media handle so we don't disrupt the flow of the conversation later on. You can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at John Ross Dyke and still underscore visionary. Uh, connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, subscribe to my YouTube channel and like my uh, fan page, Still Visionary Inc. Kodak. Most definitely. And you can follow me on Instagram at Spit Kodak. Mm. Spelled just like it is. No nothing in between you can most definitely email me if you're trying to book a show most definitely get at me at j dot kaskin k-a-s-k-i-n 17 at gmail.com and i am on facebook for anybody that's looking for me on there joshua kodak kaskin um my fan page um have a personal page it really don't matter just holler at me i reach out no doubt um this is why, you know what, I want to get all the formalities out the way, man. It's customary fashion, it's still visionary ink that every episode we present this black SVI uh, t-shirt to a feature. This is an exclusive, man. Only the people that come on this podcast get that shirt. So 
outside of myself, nobody else uh, will wear that shirt but the uh, artists and the creatives that I bring on the podcast. And I just want to make that a thing for the podcast so that I know exactly who was on the podcast and um, how to celebrate them and, and appreciate them and, and thank them over and over again for for coming on my platform and, and, and showcasing who they are and what they do. I want to say I appreciate you, bro. This no real. This no real, doubt. No doubt. Know? No doubt, man. I most definitely love t-shirts. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I see you got your t-shirt. Your, yeah. your yes, of course. That's the only way to do it, man. You got a brand. You got a market. And yeah, the best way yeah. to do that is through most clothes. Depth. So I see that. I like that, man. Um, Kodak, um, I want to start here. Yes, sir. I want to say, first of all, congratulations on um, being the host. Uh, for the stage play that we did yesterday. Uh, today is April the 14th, 2019, and we have 261 days left in the 2019 year. Um, but congratulations, man. And my first question to you is, uh, how does it feel to be off the stage? Man, honestly, to be off the stage and everybody, the compliments and the um, the love, you know, from, mm -hmm. from the audience members, from the cast members, the mm -hmm. team, if it's an honor, brother. Yeah. I must tell you that. Like, that's yeah. my first time ever hosting a play ever in my life. And fam, you did a great job. <laughs> you did a great job. You know, you did a great job. A, a great, you know, I love because um, I have hosted before um, for my Masonic uh, family during our annual galas, right? And it was an opportunity that was um, bestowed to me from my uh, worst for mass. He just said, hey, I think you should do it. And, you know, you never know what that spawns into, but just getting that opportunity to just get up there and, and you know, without any formal training or yeah. not even uh, uh, an itinerary to know what you're going to say, you just get up there and just freestyle it and do what you do. That was the thing, though, because getting up there, you know, um, talking to the, the crowd, the theater crowd, yeah. you know, that's a tough crowd. Yeah, man. it is, man. Especially if, if it's not the play, <laughs> they're not trying to hear what you're talking about. Yeah. And then, um, you know, they'll get real silent and listen to me, and I'm like, man, they think I'm a comedian. Yeah. I don't got no jokes, you yeah, know. <laughs> like yeah. I'm, I'm really just up here trying to, you know, keep y'all attention. But hey, yeah. you know, um, man, they they got interactive. Yeah. I, I got to get into the crowd, yeah. talk to them. They laughed at all my jokes when yeah. I asked them questions. They was very responsive, yeah, yeah. you know. And um, you know, but um, I'm, God, it's it's amazing because doing my shows on Mondays, um, at the local seat, it opened up a lot of opportunity to host mm -hmm. and then it's a lot of teaching too yeah. you know experience is the best teacher yeah. you go out there do it you're gonna learn it better yeah. um so when getting to the stage play mm -hmm. and you know you're going out at a certain time mm -hmm. um be quiet behind stage you yeah. know type of things yeah. and then you go out there and you gotta have something to say you yeah. don't know what you're gonna say and yeah. but you know um the universe not gonna put you in situations that you're not ready for. Yeah. You know, most definitely that yeah. you can't overcome. You're not gonna see an obstacle that you can't yeah. overcome. You no know? doubt, no doubt. Most definitely. And and that was an obstacle, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna yeah, lie to you. Yeah. But it was fun. I think that the, the 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 I guess the um the most amazing part about your performance last night from behind the curtain was that it was the simple fact that I had been in the show before and I saw the first host and I've also worked with you in this project in the light of acting before and saw you in that light. But I think that I think it was it was it was a great thing to see you do without a lot of swears. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And nothing against the uh, first host. She swore a lot. And that was the thing that we all across the board on the cast said that people didn't like was that we had to swear a little bit in the play. 
and and there was a lot of swearing going on and the whole thing. So you know, when you get that older church crowd that comes to the thing, that's one thing they go. If you cursing like that, they just they just can't stand it. So I want to commend you for doing your thing without having to curse and and you know swear and be derogatory with it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's a that's a that's a huge thing to do because a lot of times the curse words kind of fuel laughter. Mm-hmm. And 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 when you do it without it, you have to be pristine. You have to just be able to, yeah, you you know, you know, um, with all the things that they've said about curse words, and you know, a man or a woman curses because they don't have the right thing to say to or be able to articulate their point. I thought that was I noticed that about your your performance last night. You didn't cuss at all. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, and I want to say, man, that you know appreciate that man because you know it, it entices people to want to come back you know what i'm saying and so i just want to commend you on that man but uh yeah man uh let's get into it man um how are you man how you doing uh, i'm doing amazing and, and on cursing i do want to say that was beating to me bro you yeah. know um you know yeah. uh, I, i'm not gonna say i don't curse yeah, but yeah, at yeah, the same yeah. time yeah, bro yeah like hey you can remember things and, and it'll put you back mm-hmm. in that situation when mm-hmm. it's like don't curse around mama mm-hmm. don't curse around granny mm-hmm. you're gonna get that butt whooped <laughs> you know you, you're gonna remember that you know you, yeah, you remember yeah. them feelings and them yeah. feelings come back when you touch that stage yeah. and, and as you see kids in the audience you mm-hmm. feel like that you know yeah. what i mean if you have maturity and you know that's not against to say nobody don't anyone don't have maturity but um in that light i felt that that's where that came from for mm-hmm. me yeah. And but other than that, bro, I, I've been doing amazing. Yeah. You know, um, working not only on hosting, mm-hmm. um, not only on poetry, mm-hmm. not only on just my art, just trying to get life right itself. You know, mm-hmm. learning how to meditate, learning yeah. how to do the right thing for other people, even when they don't deserve the right thing. Yeah. But let me not use that word because everybody deserves the right thing. Yeah. Um. You know. Um. Even when they don't do the right thing to you. Yeah. Yeah, that's big. Yeah, you know, so yeah, that's what I've been working yeah. on most definitely. That's a big thing. So you say spit Kodak? Where do you get the name Kodak from? I get the name Kodak. Um, so it's a funny thing. Um, when I started doing poetry, bro, uh-huh. um, I was like, man, whatever I say, they somebody gonna remember me. Okay. So I'm like, man, but what name can I have? Mm. Well, they gonna remember me just off my name. Okay. And I seen like the back of a, a picture, and it was like Kodak, 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 Kodak. Okay. And when you take a picture, yeah, it lasts longer. Yeah. So I was like, wow, my name Kodak, bro. No doubt. That easy. I just came up no with doubt. my name that easy, yeah. bro. And I, I've never changed ever since. Yeah. I've never changed my name. So now, whenever you I perform, it, it becomes memorable. Yes, like sir. people always see it, always remember yes, it. Yes, sir. Yeah, no yes, doubt. Sir. No doubt. And I don't I don't feel like it is it's just the name itself. I, maybe it's the way I thought of it. Mm-hmm. Maybe being that I I wanted it to mm-hmm. be something to be memorable yeah. that it is now. Yeah. You know, that was my desire and my laws of attraction pulled that to it. You yeah. Know? Most yeah. definitely. I use it and I move forward with it. I put work into it, you yeah. know, purpose and work at the yeah. same time, yeah. you know. Houston, Texas, it's just a beautiful day outside, man. Um, We've been working so hard with the play. I woke up this morning and it, the sun was shining like it is. It's mm-hmm. kind of illuminating. So mm-hmm. there was no need to put any lights up, you know, because we got the, the, the God-given sun shining in. Shit. It's kind of it's kind of radiant around this room. Man, talk about these art pieces because, you know what, I'm not going to lie, man. Um, I want to be transparent. Mm-hmm. And I know you weren't expecting this, but, uh, no, this is our second go around with this episode. Mm-hmm. And, and because I'm having a baby in July, I, I needed to start, you know, 
recording these in bunches to be able to con- to be able to be consistent mm-hmm. and drop them every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Right. And so we recorded previously, but we didn't get, you know, we didn't get the the glory and the beauty of the sun radiating in. We didn't get all the artistry up. So talk about that, man. So and and, and bring us into who Kodak Spit Kodak is. Most definitely. So um I'll give you I'll give you the story, bro. Um it started when I was in middle school. Okay. When I failed off the football team. Okay. Um trying to do art. Well now what middle honestly, school is this? What middle school is middle this? Middle school. This was Hoffman Middle School in Acres Home in, in Texas. Home. Okay, so you're from Acres Home. I'm from Acres Home. Okay, yes, okay. sir. Okay. Um, I, w- I was in middle school. I felt off mm-hmm. um, football, doing yeah. art. Yeah. Well, not doing art, to be honest with you. Yeah. I, I wasn't doing my work in class, long yeah. story short. Yeah. And, um, you know, I thought coach was going to be cool with me, but that wasn't so. You know, yeah. he sent me back. Like, you got you to get your work done, bro. Yeah. You know, and um, I wanted to play, man. So... I went in there and I'm like, you know, hey man, whatever I gotta do. At this point, teacher didn't really didn't want to work with me. Like, man, I I tried, I tried. I come in here, you joke all the time. You play in my class. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you, you, y'all spread out paper and share mm-hmm. chips and mm-hmm. you know, you know how they was, mm-hmm. you know. But um, I took him for a joke. But um, when he did give me an opportunity, I took that seriously. And um, what I did was, I took the piece that he told me to put an effort into mm-hmm. and I did that and it, it won finalists in the rodeo that year yeah. and it was crazy yeah. and I never thought that I'd be doing art at all mm-hmm. you know um, moving forward I went to high school and I was taught how to do it with color pencils that first piece I did in, in watercolor mm-hmm. in middle school that won finalists in the mm-hmm. rodeo and in in high school I'm learning how to do it with a color pencil and then Honestly, I just dropped it, bro. Yeah. I stopped doing art um, visually um, on a canvas. Um, I started doing poetry. Yeah. I started doing poetry around 17 years old. Yeah. And I found that after trying to write a hip-hop song. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you, bro. Yeah. I'm in the shower, bro, and I'm rapping <laughs> to myself. I'm, oh, this go hard yeah. right here. Yeah. This go hard. Yeah. I get out the shower. I go put it down on a piece of paper. It yeah. sound good. And, you know, I don't know if you ever wrote a rap song. I've, before, I've, I've written but, a few. But if you ain't got the beat already, yeah. it's in your head. Yeah. You know how it is in your yeah. head. And you like, mm-mm. Yeah, yeah, and you yeah, really yeah. don't. It ain't gonna sound like that when you lay it on the track, <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but it sound hot in your head, you know. And um, I figured maybe it it get long and drawn out because I was so lyrical mm. that I was looking for artists that was lyrical. Yeah. And doing that on YouTube, when YouTube see you looking at a particular thing, they lead you off to something that something yeah yeah that's yeah. something that's similar to it yeah. And um. It led me to Deaf Poetry Jam mm. and with most Deaf hosting yeah. and and um, Kanye West getting on there. Yeah. Um, so many different poets, Sheehan, mm-hmm. he getting on there, um, just dope. Yeah. And, and I'm hearing poetry about how I, I want to love like that'll make me cut my hair, you know, and yeah. it's like, yeah. wow, this man ain't got no beat or nothing and the whole audience rocking with him. Yeah. What if I took the beat away from my lyrics, you know, that I, that I got in my head? Really, yeah. I ain't, I'm not taking nothing away. It's really already there. Yeah. I just never looked at poetry as a form of art that I'd be doing because I looked at hip-hop and rap as that way, yeah. you know. And um, 
And that's what happens when you put yourself in that one zone. Mm -hmm. The universe ain't going to open you up to everything else. It's going to let you zone out until you open up your mind to something else. And then the universe open up doors. Like, yeah, you see? You see? And I never had to change my lyrics or nothing. Mm. Just say them. I can tell by the way you're positioned on the microphone that you're a poet. Because a lot of times when you get on the stage and you're getting ready to see see the the further back you you position yourself, the louder you need to speak into the microphone. But because I'm so close to it and the microphone is gonna project what I'm saying, I don't have to, you know, talk all loud like this. You know what I'm saying? And I can tell that that you are a poet in 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 in, in itself, man. Um so take us back to the first time you wrote a lyric. Okay. So other than poet poetically poetically okay most deaf ah oh, man because so I want to ask you I want to ask you to spit that piece you did last night and you. later on so you know that's a, that's a whole different you know can't wait for that one let's go <laughs> let's get it when's the first time you wrote what's the first 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 poem you wrote oh let me let me let me try to go let me try to go ooh. I wrote a poem about about um cuz I was Christian at this point. I wrote a poem about how we're doing one thing but judging everybody else for mm-hmm. the things that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Like um I I said a line in there um we always talking down about how somebody not lending a helping hand, mm-hmm. but we hold our head down and roll our window up when we stop at the red light passing the homeless man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, 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 most of the poem was circled around that, but I wasn't that, um, I'm not going to say lyrical because ly- lyrically I was there. The structure of the poem mm-hmm. wasn't there. I knew what I was trying to say, and whatever I was trying to say got out. Not granted, whatever I was trying to say, it was nice, mm. you know, it was nice for what it was yeah. and for who I was at that time. Yeah. But as my artistry grew, I started finding teammates like Self the Poet. You know, mm. I found him when I touched Texas Southern. When I when I um when we started working, when we was found by um. Um, Black Blues yeah. and Rain the Poet. Black Blues. Um, you know, yeah. we, we was found by them. Rain told Black Blues about us. Black Blues, come check us out yeah. at a spot that we spitting at. We don't know nobody in the audience yeah. like trying to recruit us. We just spitting. Yeah. You know, and that was just me and Self at that time. Any stage we was trying to get on, yeah. like it was, it was a, uh, it's a poem that we got called F Up the Cycle, the mm-hmm. Cypher. Yeah. And um, it's a line in there, Self say, um, um, every stage to to kill every stage was on our bucket list. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So every stage we touched on, bro, we we did not hold back. Yeah, regardless, regardless, no matter what poem we was doing, yeah, no matter if we rehearsed or not, we could have been drunk or something yeah. in the show, like yeah. you know. Um, yeah, but bro, we didn't hold back, man. Yeah, and when and. I'm not in Blue's mind, but I can picture that when he was there and he came out and he seen us perform, he was like, yeah, man, these man's got a slam. Yeah. He heard what we had and it wasn't slam material, yeah. but he was like, these, these men right here, Rain, yeah. you right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Th- these boys right here, the ones. So man, they took us in. Um, they let us stay at their crib. Yeah. They showed us about um the structure of poetry. Yeah. They took us out of town. They spent their money on us. They time on us. And now, I'm a poet. Yeah. See, and and that's it's. I think it's important for me to say this that um, I think that I had uh receded from being a poet because of the simple fact that I couldn't I couldn't write poetry for what it really is. It's not it's not in that A B A B C A B D A B A B form. It's really exactly what you feel at that moment. You're putting mm-hmm. it down on paper and it has no structure. And when you go to perform it, then then you put that style on it like that. So I remember one time Black Blues Jayla, we all went to this poetry spot and we were all performing because that's exactly how I met Black Blues. Jayla, Black Blues, all of them, we all poets, right? And so Black Blues was like, you need to get out of that, you know, out of that rhymes, rhymes, it's juvenile. But I didn't understand how to do that because all I've ever written poem like that, if I if it doesn't sound like that in my head, then I I don't feel like I've I've written a poem right there. Like I don't feel like I've written a poem at all. So it always has to be that A B, A B, and it's not necessarily like uh, roses are red, violets are blue type. It's it like it might be, I might say gingrification, and then I might know, use another word that has shun at the end of it. But it's gonna it be in that, that format, right? So mm-hmm. um so um the thing that I liked about your performance, and and I want to tie it back into you being the MC last night, was that there was a moment where there was a dead spot during intermission. And after Levi says, sung and, and, and walked off, you walked on and you said something. And then you pulled people in and said, y'all want to hear a poem? I got one for you. And you just went, give us that poem. Most definitely. Give us that poem. Because <laughs> <laughs> we were back there, we were just, you know, no, you know what? Know what it was? This is where it was. It wasn't during intermission. It was right before. It was right after the fight scene in the play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See now, yeah. You see, and this is why we had to do it again because I wanted to pull from energy from that uh, from from last night to be able to bring it and transfer it into the podcast. It was right before scene fourteen, and I remember you were on stage, and it got me right. It got me right, right focused because we had just in scene eleven was a slap. Scene twelve, mama came in, and you said something about your mama in that poem. Give it to us, man. Give us that poem, man. I said, you better be in this house before them streetlights come on. Her words pierce like these sirens. I'm laying here, watching my life flash like the lights before my eyes. Not sure if I did wrong, or my mama just didn't raise me right. Mm. Before the officer could ask for my information, I could hear mama saying, boy... Obedience is better than sacrifice. And some mothers say, please don't do it again. But my mama said, do it again if you want to. And I'm going, some mothers say, if you guys don't sit down, I'm going to turn the car around. But my mama, my mama will promise a butt whooping, pull the car over, waiting for her to come around to my door. It was like waiting for the officer to approach the window. Her hand already on the belt. Buckles sound like clanking cuffs, itching to clean to color wrist. She snatched me out the car like, boy, this going to hurt me way more than it hurts you. Respect your elders. Never talk back. I'm going to beat the black off of you because if I don't, 
Somebody else will. But I brought you into this world and I'll take you out. Looking like your damn daddy. Now I admit, I didn't always make the best decisions. Mm. But I will live to make my mama proud. Now question, do whipping save lives? Are black mothers mean? Or are they severely traumatized? Still taxed by the same slave stimulation strained upon them for 400 years. Slave mothers would publicly punish their children attempting to prevent a harsher punishment from overseers and my mama. Boy, my mama must have had post-traumatic slave disorder or didn't know Willie Lynch lessons were still in place. What cops were taught to remain affirmative, find you a common nigga, pull him over. Him being colored is reason enough to strip him of his whites. He doesn't deserve our privilege. Make him believe sacrifice was better than obedience. Then hang him with it. After you teach him the ropes, kill him young or he'll grow up to rule you. That's basic self-defense. And we use streetlights. Because they always shine on darkness. Always watch niggas get killed for commission. Always been the sirens of going home. You want to know what happens when the dogs don't make it from the streetlights? Mm. They mama wasn't the only one that beat the black off from they mama. Couldn't save them from an ass whooping. Might have brought them into this world, but we'll take them out. Just like we did his damn daddy mama. I know you'd be proud if I survived the traffic stop. But really, really hurt you more than it hurt me. To whoop your son. To prevent becoming a victim. Or a hashtag, or another chalk outline due to police brutality. Was it worth it? Raising this slave, teaching me to respect my authorities, I mean my elders for my own survival. Would you still be proud if I died with dignity? If death determined my destination and I couldn't come knocking at the front door, would you be proud that I'm finally home? Round of applause for that, man. <laughs> Round of applause for that, man. Hold on. How do you know when you've written something that's going to hit? When it hit me. Okay. Um, most, I, I can't even say most, bro. I don't have anything that I've written that I haven't went through. Yeah. That I haven't experienced, you know, like I haven't written anything that i haven't experienced yeah. and granted everybody else probably have too but it's something about my ear bro mm -hmm. i noticed that that that's something that the most high have given to me that the universe placed into me is something about the sound like i have the sound for a talent bro mm -hmm. if somebody can act i can hear somebody can sign i can hear like mm -hmm. if you can sing i can hear too but you yeah. know if you can sign or yeah. i can hear you know if you got art like i can see it yeah. if it's gonna be dope you know I, you know I can see that you know what i mean i can hear that and when i write it and and i hear it bro and and it's in order to me and it shocks me if if, if i see somebody else do this Man. and this gonna drive me crazy mm -hmm. this the one yeah this the one yeah and i try to make everything that i do like that so um let me ask you have you ever forgotten any of your poems i know it's kind of like silly to to think that because in in knowing that i was going to bring you on especially since we had recorded this before and we we're re-recording it i had thought to myself well you know if kodak spit one then i want to spit one too right and i'm just going through because 
early, well, at the gala last year, I wrote a poem called Black Mile Grievances that uh, we we highlighted. We we made it a whole production. So we had my one of my frat brother's moms. She did a, a little skit. Mm-hmm. And and I, I gave a part to one brother, gave a part to another brother. And I was like, all right, well, you'll read this part and then I'll come back. So I'll come back. You read a part from uh, from the the from the poem I wrote. So this is what it was. I wrote a poem about, you know, the black lives being killed and all of that. Alton Sterling, um, um, Trayvon Martin. Um, there was another kid, too. But each one of my brothers was was those guys. And they talked about those specific situations. Have you ever forgotten a piece when you when you needed one best? I mean, you started earlier off writing. Have you ever has it ever come to a point where you can remember any of your uh, poems? It have never came to a point where I couldn't remember any of them. Mm-hmm. But I have gotten on stage mm-hmm. and forgotten a poem. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing with that, though. I've been coached yeah. how to leave the stage yeah. if I forget a poem yeah. and still leave an impression on the crowd. Yeah. You know, um, one thing, I don't say, um, I don't rethink it. I don't show the audience that I forgot it. Mm -hmm. Where I messed up at was the end. Yeah. Nobody else wrote my poem other than me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Unless you heard my poem somewhere else, nobody else know my poem other than me. And if you heard it somewhere else, you don't know what I did to my poem other than, you know, nobody else knows that. So, and that goes the same with everybody else. If you ever find yourself in a, in a moment where you feel like you've forgotten some of your artwork that you've written down, take that initiative and, you know, um, pat yourself on the back for what you've already done, you Mm. know, uh, you've written it. If you're performing it and you forgot it, you you took the courage out and performed it. You got the nuts. Yeah. You know, so yeah. you pat yourself on the back for what you've already done. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and that's what I've learned, bro. Yeah. yeah. What songs on your mind right now? Right now, it's clever actually by Erica Badu. Okay. You know, you like her? I love Erica Badu. Yeah. You know, and that's that was like you know the peacemaker in. In my room, in my sanctuary. Yeah, <laughs> most definitely she yeah. was. What what uh, what um what albums that track off of? Um, that album was actually I had to Google it. I Go don't ahead. Know that album. Go ahead. And uh, for me, I would say that uh, the song that's on my mind right now. Now I'm gonna keep it with the Victory Lap album because I mean, in his passing, uh, what's what's today? Today is the uh, 14th, so it's been what maybe two three weeks, two weeks maybe to this. Yeah, it's been maybe two three weeks. Victory Lap for me, man, is a is a classic CD. You know, uh, I know that they don't give people their roses until after they're gone, man. And I hate. See, what I realized was when in in lieu of his passing, I start to see a lot of the things that he was doing as an artist um, for artists to come. And even though I'm I'm a few months older than him, I'm one of those artists to come. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And talking about independency, investing into yourself, and stuff like that. So. I started to look and see, I started to get mad at myself like, man, why didn't I pay this album enough attention before? Mm-hmm. And then I'm scrolling through my old podcast and I, I posted this video on my on my IG sometime this week where I had highlighted in a song segment of the podcast his grind on my life. Mm-hmm. 
And so that was off the same album that I'm going to get ready to give the songs of my that are on my mind from. And those songs are um, Hustle and Motivate. And uh, I don't normally uh, use this word on the podcast or frequently. I'm lying, but I do use it frequently, but I don't use it in public. But Young Nigga featuring Diddy. Those two tracks, Hustle and Motivate and Young Nigga. And when I saw that uh, I had um, talked about grinding on my life on that podcast and I found that clip, I had to post it because it let me know that I had been aware of him before he passed. So those are the songs that are on my mind, man. Mm. Mm. So we have uh, 261 days left in 2019, man. What do you want out of those 261 days? Most of. First off, I want to say that um, album name was Mama's Gun. Mama's Gun. Mama's, 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 okay, I got that album. I got that album. It's been a while since I heard it, but I got that album. Go ahead. So, but for 2019, most definitely be looking out to, to start doing, um, your own canvases with, with some acrylic points. Um, that's what you see on the wall. Mm -hmm. Um, so what what we do is we t we take the colors um we put some some pouring medium medium in, into the um acrylic paint mm -hmm. and it make it pourable and so when you mix it on top of each other and you pour it on a canvas you will watch art make itself mm -hmm. and what we want what we want to start doing is taking it around to a couple of people and whoever would want to try it uh, most definitely feel free to come out anytime you see us in your area mm -hmm. most definitely for 2019 um 2022 coming up mm -hmm. you know um so be looking out for that man yeah. most definitely and also we got the monday night show each and every monday night at the local seat get your life monday is hosted by yours truly and self the poet okay 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 um you know what i haven't i'm, I'm gonna ask you one question um the last question of the podcast but before i do that how is it working with black blues man bro bro it's it's like Actually, one of the most amazing things, bro. The man, funny, and yeah. and, and he know how to get serious. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, and he know when to get serious. You yeah. know, he don't, he don't press your buttons. Yeah, he, he he can he can see a person and understand what's wrong with them. Yeah, you know, and 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 know not to press a person buttons. Yeah. off of that. Yeah, you know, so he's an amazing coach, man. Yeah, and so, bro. God, bro, it is really amazing because I can see some of the poems that I had, bro, and and watch him actually vocalize how I should rearrange it. Mm. You know, yeah. not changing my words, mm -hmm. just say, "Hey, put this line above this one, and and hear how it sounds." Yeah, you know, um, not saying, "Oh, oh that, that that sounds stupid." Yeah, no, yeah. No. Um, I see what you're trying to say. Yeah. Not say it this way. Yeah. You know, you know, it, it, it's just, he take his time out, man. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm one of them people that, that probably need a little time, bro, because yeah. I, I probably come out with about two, three poems a year, you know, yeah. and, and, and try to wreck the stage with him. Yeah. But he, the ones I've recently coming out with, man, he worked with me on them. Yeah. Him and Rain, most definitely. Yeah. So uh, what we like to do on a podcast, man, is I, I like to bring creatives on, talk about their journeys, where they started, where they hope to go. And I like to pose this question to you, man. Um, what's next for Spit Kodak? Most definitely. So what's next? It's having my own gallery, man. Yeah. Um, I want people to be able to come in the building, have yourself a date night, mm. or if you just want to come in and, 
and get away from the area. I want to do something for the world, man. Yeah. And I think that's something that we all need to do. We need to do something for others and then to manifest what we're doing. So I want to realize that a lot that I've been trying to do has been, you know, selfishly for myself. Mm. And if I broaden that horizon and make it for other people, it will it would open so many other doors, you yeah. know, and then I would be able to leave back something yeah. more than just what I've done. Yeah. I would be able to, sh- somebody else would be able to be touched mm. without me even talking to him, without even knowing me, Yeah, but something that I've influenced, yeah. you know, and, and that's what I want, man. So I want to open up a gallery, um, not just in Houston and so many different areas. Yeah. Um, to to get the youth first off yeah. off the streets yeah. off different corners mm-hmm. to keep to keep their mind rolling man mm-hmm. that's what we need um because we find a lot of youth stagnant and then they find themselves in in traps mm-hmm. you know yeah and, and then then they find themselves like a rat trying to get out yeah you know and I'm not you know I'm trying I'm not trying to call to call our youth the rats you know man but most definitely is like we crabs in a bucket yeah. We crowds in a bucket, you know what I mean? And we all trying to get out of the same place. Yeah. We all stomping on each other. And sometimes it's not even purposely, boss. Yeah, It's not even purposely. So if we had another area where we can broaden our horizon, it would change lives, boss. Yeah, It would change lives. Houston, Texas, man. It's our time. Peace and blessings. Yo, I feel like 95, Sachi on my body Biggie, Jigger, Puffy, all that ballin' is a hobby And I'm wildin' in my wallies, in them valleys, no Pilates More way get you more wet, nah, that's these Bumanti My crystal ball, I see crystal, I crystal y'all with that I saw the sign like Ace of Spades, that Ace of Spades get cracked We like, cheers to the money guy, the willy nigga Who buy them bottles, and then they spill these liquors Yo, yo, salute my dude I see you, dog. Five bottles, one dick. Why I need some rubs? I know I'm out of line, but love is shower time. You know it rose a rain when your cloud is nine. Get off that high ass hussy. This a private party. Been on my dick too long. Your breath on private party. You gon' be nice and naughty. These walls on priceless Audi. This the upper crust. Fuck is up. Over and